Greetings. Welcome to In Conversation with Trevor, brought to you by Heart and Soul Broadcasting Services. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. Today I'm in conversation with Jacqueline Mgido, celebrity makeup artist, stylist, and chief executive officer of Volt Cosmetics and Jackie Mgido Cosmetics. If you enjoy this conversation, remember to subscribe, to like, and share. Let's get down to some work. Jacqueline Mgido, I battle with your name. Jackie Mgido, I shall call you. Okay. Welcome to In Conversation with Trevor. First of all, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. I can't even, I can't even contain myself. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. You know, when the, when the opportunity came and we heard that you're around town, we said, why don't we do this? Why are you in town? Why are you in Zimbabwe? Because I'm always doing initiatives for women. Mm -hmm. I'm always inspiring, making sure my team in Zimbabwe is doing great, but at the same time, helping other women out. Right now, we have this initiative where we are helping women with a trade. I believe everybody needs a trade. We need to use these guys, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we are in, um, we, we, we got a bunch of women to come out, and these are underprivileged women, and we're teaching them how to do threading. And threading is a technique where you remove and groom the brows using a thread. Because out there, women are using razors, and I don't want that to happen mm. because it's not sanitary. Mm. So we out there, they're going to be threading, and then we're going to give them these pencils that have no lead in them for eyebrows, and they're going to sell them and start their businesses. Wow. Why are you doing this? Um, because I'm a woman, and I've been blessed. I live out of the country. I understand how hard it is. And I want women to be independent, and I love my country. Mm. I love Zimbabwe. Mm. And um, you, you've come in, you're based, where are you based, by the way? In L.A. You're based in L.A. Yes. And um, you say you're, you, you're blessed. Talk to me about where your journey started. Where were you born? I was born in Harare, and I lived in Tinwald South, Kutenwad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> As everybody would call right. it. Um, I left Zimbabwe about 30 years ago. And um, I was trying to pursue a career in being a vet because I loved animals so much. But the truth is, I actually didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was not much of an acad academic as what Zimbabwean um, educational system would call it. I was more of an artist. Mm. And as you know, artists are not really recognized here. You know, it's all about academics, academics. If you don't know sciences, then you're not smart. And I didn't know sciences. In fact, I didn't even like it. I was more of an artist. And I was blessed enough that my parents recognized this. And we were privileged enough that I had siblings that were able to put money together. And I had siblings overseas in um, St. Louis. And everybody put the money together like we do. And I was sent off to St. Louis. So they, they sent you off to St. Louis to mm -hmm. do veterinary studies. But yes. you ch changed along the way. Well, I changed along the way because my 
sister, Bessie, who was in um, St. Louis, realized that we're, paying, we're going to be paying a lot of college fees <laughs> and this is not going to work out. <laughs> and, you know, America has a system where they understand that trade is also extremely important. So my sister was like, let's see what's happening here. Okay, yeah. what do you really love? And I've always loved makeup and hair and I've always loved those things because I was a very insecure kid and, um, and I used my imagination a lot. So I used to watch TV a lot because in Tinwald, my parents were very strict. So you, it was you, your t- my, it was my TV, um, it was the goats, the dogs, and myself and my full-on imagination. So I would watch TV and imagine myself, you know, in the TV and imagine all that stuff. And I'd put on, start putting on makeup. And I was also very insecure about my skin color, you know, because it was, you know, we told Guti, the people that are light are the ones that are beautiful. And, um, and I'd always watch these things and I would always experiment. And, and my mom loved makeup, but she was always very natural. My dad hated makeup. Right. So I would be there and I'd put a little makeup and my dad didn't know. He'd always look at me. Ah, something's different. But other than that. And so the, the, the talk to us, mm. break down your insecurities. Mm. What did they look like? What did it feel like? So, you know, it's it's very difficult. I, I was a I was a child um, from an extramarital affair. Ah. And my mother was married to my dad. And this baby came along, and it was me. Hmm. And my uh, stepmother, who I call my mother, took me in. And she raised me like no other. But as a child, I moved in when I was six years old, and I knew something was different. I always knew it. Wow. You know? And you don't know what six-year-olds know. You know your parents have done something wrong. You know that there's tension in the family. And I've always been an extra sensitive kid. And I would know that something's up and I promised myself that I was going to be a good girl. And my stepmother was not going to have issues with me from that age. Because my grandmother had looked after us and then she passed. And I went to move in with my dad. And um, the insecurities came from there. You know. Have you overcome those insecurities? Do you have moments where you've got these attacks of insecurities? Hundred mm-hmm. percent, all the time. Mm-hmm. You live with those. How do you deal with it? Um, a lot of it has to do with find maturing and finding your space in things that make you happy. And for me, makeup has really done that for me. Makeup is an escape. It's also a cape and a safety net. You know, when somebody's crying and going through issues, you know, you put on your safety cape. Little concealer, little lip, little mascara. Nobody knows what's going on. A mask of some sort. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a, it's mask, a mask of mask. some sort. So you're out there and you don't have to explain why you look the way you look. You know? we, we're all dealing with issues, isn't it? Oh. We're all dealing with issues. Can I just tell you, everybody is. I the, think God did that on purpose. You're coming here, mm. as, as often happens with people, enables me to share my own insecurities. Mm. When I was young, um, doing grade, um, I was very dull, by the way. 
They called me down. Me D U L L. That's what I was. <laughs> Before they discovered that I, I was dyslexic. Mm. And uh, when I was doing grade three, there's this teacher that um, uh, used to say to me, You're so ugly. Ooh. And she was expecting, You're so ugly. Don't look at me. I don't want to give birth to a child who is ugly and as dark as you. So I would sit and face the opposite way everybody else was facing. <laughs> and it's, it's pain that I've carried along with me, mm. um, but I've found ways of dealing with it. 100%. And for me, the way of dealing with it has been through God. Born again Christian, and I run to him every time, and meditation and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So I identify with what, you, with what you're going through. But the fascinating thing is that you've made us proud. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you've made us proud. You're flying the Zimbabwean flag all the way from L.A. The first black African celebrate makeup artist in Hollywood. And this is what you've done. An impressive uh, collection of uh, clients. My favorite man, Denzel Washington, <laughs> Gail King, Oprah's uh, best friend, John Legend, wow, Snoop Dogg, Ted Danson, Sylvester Stallone, Jamie Foxx. How have you done this, girl? <laughs> <laughs> um, again, we don't want to take it away from God because this has nothing to do with me. It's, it's favor. It's favor. Okay. So God, God is given you the favor. Yes. God, God has granted you the favor. But how did he enable you to do it? Talk to us about how you did it. So, um, first of all, my mother, you know, my mother passed away a couple years ago. And I, and I say my mother, she, and I, I want to say my stepmother only because I want people to understand the depth of who this woman was. You know, she, she always used to tell us, you always have to know where you're from and understand what you have now can disappear. disappear. So being good, kind to other people and being attentive to what your surroundings are. Like, I'm always very cautious. Being present. I'm, being present and understanding that every single person wants to be seen is extremely important. So I've always had that. My mother's always taught me that we grew up a very privileged life. We had maids, but they never used to want to show us how privileged we are, right? So my mom used to say, the woman that works in this house is my maid, not your maid. So you need to be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, just understand that. If you understand Let, that, we're Let's be clear whose house this that. is. Yes. Yeah. So my dad used to wake us up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Never used to understand it. Like, I don't understand why we're up at five, five o'clock in the morning. And my dad used to say, this is not a hotel. You're not here at a hotel. So I grew up with that. And so when I went out there to the States, I made sure that every single job that I ever had, I, put, I instilled those things. I'll tell you this. When, um, when my parents' pension and everything went crazy and my parents lost a lot of money, my siblings had also moved on with their lives as well. So there wasn't enough money for us for my college. 
And I got married very early. I got married when I was 20. And I went to live with my husband and my mother-in-law. And my mother-in-law- This is in the US? In the US. Because I, I, I came to the US when I was 18, lived with my sister, then got married and moved in with my husband. My mother-in-law is American. And when I lived with her, I could hear my mom. And my mom used to say, you don't want to be that woman that is living in a house without your stuff. You don't want to ask your mother-in-law for pads. You need to be able to buy those things on your own. And I thought to myself, when, they, when you are overseas, you can't work without your papers. Mm. And I didn't have my papers because we were solving everything. We're trying to figure it all out, right? Again, there's a lot of favor that has happened oh, to me in the States. Sounds like. And um, we were waiting for my papers. And then all of a sudden, I was thinking to myself, so what would I do? What can I do? And the only thing that you can do in America illegally is being a maid, right? Ah, it's debated. A maid. What are people going to say? That's all I could think of. You know, coming from Tinwald, my parents are privileged. And you know, Zimbabwe, it's, it's very classist. You are here and we are up there. My mother came back to me. You never know where you are in life. So I went to work for this woman who was very cruel. And I remember she used to call me in like this. And I thought, Manuakwam Chanyuka being called like this? <laughs> what the heck? I grew up a very proud family. The Muchanyuka family was proud. My uncle was the, one of the first people to be a millionaire in Zimbabwe. And here it is, this woman is clapping her hands and calling me into the lounge. And I remember calling my mother and said, Mums. This woman that could clap her hands and telling her friends, my maid speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> that is our education system, ma'am. <laughs> and um, she said to me, are you there permanently? And I said, no. She said, you better learn everything that you can learn. Take advantage of that situation. Take advantage of that situation. Be present in that situation. I changed my mindset. I imagined this house to be my house. I watched the way I put the forks and the knives and, you know, her appetizers, you know, and, and I watched the way she did things because those things were going to help me. Those are the things, I mean, we were at home, even though you grew up a privileged life, you, you told this fork and knife is for this and this, but you never told everything, right? Changed my mindset. When I went to work, I went to work happy, excited, and then I started working. And then from there, got some money. Then I went to cosmetology school, did cosmetology school, started working behind the counter, working for a makeup line. And then I said to my brother, my husband, I want more. Mm -hmm. And my husband said, you want more? And I said, I watched Oprah and she had a makeover. Boy, she looked so different on her before and after. I want to do that. I want to be behind the camera and do that. My husband was like, we were in D.C. at that time. He started researching schools in Hollywood. Looked up the schools. This, there was only like two schools. And they were all $30,000. Hmm. Why? Because you learned the different genres in makeup. Makeup is very interesting because there's different sex to makeup. So you learned everything. 
you learned about TV makeup. There's a difference with TV film makeup, wedding makeup. There's a difference with fashion. All those genres you learn. And I do special effects, mm. right? I'm the one that does the makeup where you watch a horror film and you don't see it as a horror film. You see it as a film and you get lost in the film. That's, That's what, what you, you do. This is what $30,000 got me, right? So, so did you quit being a maid or you continued? No, I quit because we had to go. We, I quit. We, my husband got transferred, got a real job and started working in Washington, D.C. I started, I got my, um, my, license, my, uh, my permits to work and I started working behind the counter for a makeup line selling makeup. Mm. And all of a sudden, the, I then ended up going into, um, I worked there for a bit and my husband said, it's time to go to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. He took out um, a loan out of his work. And then we said, with $10,000, we're going to figure out how to do the I'm tour. going to stop you there. Okay. So, um, viewers at home, you can't leave us now. We're going to be going to Hollywood after this break. So, join us on the other side and we go to Hollywood. Let me go ahead and bring a makeup line to Zimbabwe. Again, I kept on saying I don't want to have my own makeup line because I was afraid. Welcome back to our conversation with Jackie Mgido, celebrity makeup artist, stylist, and chief executive officer of Vault Cosmetics and Jackie Mgido Cosmetics. So, Jackie, before we took a break, we were off to Hollywood. Yes. And um, you really made us proud, like I said. Talk to us about your first job, your first uh, celebrity artist that you, you worked with. Yes. So I worked with Orlando Jones. At that time, Orlando Jones was like a really big, big star. He was doing all these commercials. And I had just worked with a director who had taken out $400,000 out of his house, um, his mortgage, so that we could do his movie because he wanted to do this movie. And I made a really big blunder on that movie. And is that the movie with Snoop Dogg? No. no. This was Which an, one is that? It one? was an independent movie. This is before Alondo. This ah. is before he's the one that introduced me to Alondo. But the reason why I wanted to talk about yeah. the story is because I just want to show you where being from where we are, where where we're from, really helps. Um, I had invited my friends from school to work with me on that show, and because they were my friends, that's why I used them. I was like, oh, let me use these makeup artists. But I did not look at what they were doing at school. I knew they weren't as hardworking as I was, but because they were my friends, I thought, you know what? Let me take my friends with me on this low-budget movie so that if we have a big movie, we'll go together. And this director had taken out this money out from his house, and he was really serious about this movie. And I had left them in charge because I was in charge of something else, and they made one of the biggest mistakes on the movie, and we had to close down. I was devastated. So what are the, what's the lesson from that? The lesson from that was, one, just don't take your friends along just because you're your friends. But the biggest lesson was I actually said to him, I'm taking responsibility, even though they made the mistake. I was the head department. I took the responsibility. 
And that changed everything because he said, you took the responsibility and didn't blame it on somebody else. So when I have my next big gig, or if I hear of a next big gig, I'm going to call you because I thought that I would never work again. His friend was doing a movie with Alonda Jones, who was the big star there. And he called me along and he said, you're going to head this department. Mm. That's how I got that job. Wow. That's a powerful lesson. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then that then opened doors for you to the stars that I've just outlined. Now, to recap for those that are just joining us, Denzel Washington, my favorite uh, actor in the whole world, Gail King, John Legend, Snoop Dogg, Ted Danson, Sylvester Stallone and Jamie Foxx. What an amazing ride you've had. Right, that, you know, so... Do you sometimes pinch, your, pinch yourself? Is this oh, me from Teen World? hundred percent. You know, so let me describe to you how Hollywood works with makeup artists and everything. So there's a lot of makeup artists out there and black makeup artists normally, I mean, black actors normally stick to their makeup artists and the privilege and favors that I've had. So like, for example, my girlfriend actually works with Denzel Washington. She is the makeup artist. So sometimes Denzel Washington will do um, other little shows and uh, different companies will just call you the last minute. Hey, come and do his makeup, come and do the touch ups. And I happened to, to do that. And then with Jamie Foxx, we're working on a different show. I happened to do, with him, do him. Sylvester Stallone was a really great one because everybody knows who Sylvester Stallone and he's like one of my favorites. Um, his makeup artist, couldn't, he missed his flight. Mm -hmm. And the production company called me and said, listen, we know that you're the only one that's going to be able to handle this A-lister because he's an A-lister, you know. And they said, we want you to come and do his makeup. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> is this a, I mean, this is Sylvester Stallone. This is Rocky. This is amazing. I thought you'd do that with Denzel Washington. I did that with Denzel. I mean, I was excited. I was very excited. But Sylvester Stallone was... I, I think because of Denzel, it wasn't my client. Uh -huh. It's just something that I just happened to come through okay. and it was somebody else's client. But I was specifically called for Sylvester Stallone. You see the difference? Yeah, I do. And... um. And I, and I was doing him from start to finish, right? So I, I, I get there. I prayed about it too. I was in the car. I was like, Lord, please. Because you have to understand something. When I'm doing all these people, it's not about Jackie. It's about Zimbabwe. You're carrying Zimbabwe on your shoulders. You know, when you do something wrong in foreign, the first thing they say is Zimbabwe. Yes, yes. We always have to remember that. Absolutely. So we get there and then they're like, everybody's like freaking out and they're like, oh my gosh, it's him. And um, he's, he was doing an interview. People were like, oh my gosh, it's him. Like, because there's always food, there's everything. And then all of a sudden we get into this room and uh, one of these directors comes in and he's like, sir, and he goes, okay, and I'm about to do the makeup. And then he stops the director and he said, she's about to do her job. What's your name, Jackie? And I said, yes, Jackie. And he said, can you give us a moment? Mm. And I was like, okay. And, and the guy left. Then he looked at me and he said, what's your name again? And I said, Jacqueline Michenyuka Mugido. And then he goes, I am Sylvester Stallone. And I said, I know who you are. And then he said, um, where are you from? You've got an accent. And I said, from Zimbabwe. I said, Zimbabwe? And I said, yeah. And he said, do they know about me? I said, are you kidding? 
do they know about, about you? you? And then we started talking about Zimbabwe. And then he said, you know what, Jackie? He said, we are in Hollywood and we have the best jobs in the world. All we do is get on set and we eat. We do our jobs. You do the makeup. I, I say a couple of lines and then we go home. What a blessing. Mm. And I said, yeah, what a blessing. And he said, I have to pinch myself every day. And I said, I have to pinch myself. <laughs> right <double>. now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I, I never, ever, ever want to get used to it. I've been mm. in this game for 20 something years. I have to stay humble. Mm. Every single time I go, I'm professional. Mm. But every single time I'm like, wow, this is crazy. What's, what's the, the favorite part of your job? Mm. The favorite part of my job is making somebody feel, because you have to understand something. When, when all these artists are sitting in your chair, they come to us first. We're the first form of contact before they go out and do their jobs. If I don't make them feel amazing, they're not going to do their jobs properly. So I need to put them in their form so that they can perform. That's how important my job is. And that's what I love. The transformation for me is everything. What do you hate about the job? Um, the misinformation. Check hmm. me there. People are misinformed. They think this is a career. It's not very smart. You know, they, they, they look down at makeup artists. People in corporate look down at makeup artists because they don't understand it. They don't understand why this is so important. You know, everybody would be like, Saka, I don't know, makeup, I don't know, pinda, This is what you hear all the time. I don't know, pinda, pinda, man. Do you know what I said? I don't know, pinda, pinda, man. But I don't know, I don't know. Exactly. Let me tell but, you. But isn't it, Jackie, you touch on a very important thing. Mm -hmm. The truth is that the Bible says, do not look down upon small beginnings. 100%. And if you're a sweeper, you sweep as unto the Lord. If you're a teacher, you teach unto the Lord. As if you have a business. So each one of us is important. Each one of what us is What we are important. doing is important. 100%. Listen, if you don't have somebody who's sweeping, then you're not going to have a great environment. Absolutely. You know what I love about America? Every job is important. When I'm a child, I'm a custodian. Mm. Right? Do you know why they use those names? Because they know that the human being, if they say a sweeping Sweeper. person, people automatically think certain things, right? Um, I say Hollywood makeup artist. Because if I came here and said I'm a makeup artist, nobody was going to, people were just going to be like, I'm going to pinda, <laughs> Let's go to your decision to start um, Vault Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. um, when did the idea first cross your mind and how do you then roll it out? Mm. So that was 12 years ago. A friend of mine called me and said, it doesn't make any sense. It was a guy, actually. He had moved here, the tender. And he said, it doesn't make any sense that you're in Hollywood. I, I'm a man and I'm looking around here. And a lot of women don't really wear makeup. And yet, when we go to the States, we see these women and we admire them. But we know could they have makeup on, right? And I was like, ah, I don't want, I don't want to come to Zimbabwe and do this. This is going to be hard. I came, and, and I kept on pushing that. I, did, I didn't even come to Zimbabwe to do makeup. I said, I'm just going to do what I did in the beginning. And that was manicure and pedicure. Because I was actually afraid of starting a makeup line. 
Why? And I was afraid that the Zimbabweans were going to laugh at me. I was going to fail and everybody was going to laugh. Is that your insecurities shining through that again? That was definitely my insecurity shining through. Because what I kept on saying that and a friend of mine said, no, I want to introduce you to a businessman here. So I was introduced to a businessman here. His name was Munya. And he sat with me and he said, he's the one that actually said to me, you know, you keep talking about makeup and yet you want to introduce this spa about nails. And that doesn't make any sense. And which I was like, Jackie, you like makeup. I've been sitting here and talking to you and you like makeup. And I was like, yeah, I do like makeup. I go back and I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and bring a makeup line to Zimbabwe. Again, I kept on saying, I don't want to have my own makeup line because I was afraid. So if I bought- Afraid of failure. Afraid of failure. So if I brought a different makeup line, even if it failed- It, it wasn't, wasn't yours. Exactly. And I couldn't find any makeup lines I wanted to invest in Zimbabwe. Estee Lauder and all those other guys had come to Zimbabwe through a different, uh, a, a, a guy that brings that stuff in here. They had the franchise company. They had already bought those, but only the people that were rich were the ones. And they used to bring makeup that doesn't even suit us anyway. People used to walk around looking white with brown lip liner and uh, black brows. And um, all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? My husband was like, look, nobody wants to invest in Zimbabwe, let's be honest. And this is 12 years ago. No, no, nobody wants to come here. And then he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to start my own makeup line. He said, what? I said, yeah. And he said, what, is it, what are you going to call it? I remember we were driving, I said, I'm going to call it Vault. And he said, why Vault? And I said, I'm about to open myself up. These people are going to judge me. And if I fail, it's going to be a big one. And guess what? Mm. We launched, 12 years later. No, we launched and we failed big time. Really? Oh, yes. I came to Zimbabwe. Talk, talk to me about that failure. My fear came alive. I came here, we opened up a store in Avondale. And I was sharing the space with a friend of mine, Judith. And um, we launched at Borodell Brook because the my race friend course. was like, oh, Brook. Okay. Yeah, my yeah. friend was like, no, you have to go for the people of Animari. Those are the people that are going to support the brand. So we went to the Brook, we did this big launch, we invited people, we had so much food, and one person bought a glass for $12. One person. People came to eat. Oh, they came to eat. They came to eat. They did not come to support. Mm. That was a big one for me. Because I remember calling my husband. I said, we failed. I'm coming home. And my friend was like, uh, you have a lease <laughs> and products. So I figured, you know what? Um, and at that time, I actually was branding. So there's a difference. Branding is where you take a product and you put your mm. name on it. I didn't even feel good about that because I felt like it was a lie. I couldn't come up with the product because it's very expensive for a chemist to come up with the product. So the first time I launched, it wasn't really me. So what happened is I had just started a Facebook and I only had 400 followers. So I announced to them that I'm leaving. And I said to my friend, I want to go to Mbare. And my friend said, why? I said, because that's where I really belong. And I said, because it's the people that don't have, they've never seen that I'm supposed to introduce my brand to. So I'm going to go out in glory. I'm going to go to Mbare. I'm going to go to a salon. We're going to do makeovers and I'm going to peace out of Zimbabwe and I'm going to be out of here.
she said, let's go. And um, at that time, there was Jewel magazine, and, and my friend, Titi, is the one that owned that. And Titi said, you know what, sis? If you're going to go out in glory, I'm going to come with the people from Standard um, Newspaper, and we're going to do this and show this, and you can go. And I said, great. We go into Mbare, and the lady thought that I was uh, a government official, and she didn't want to have anything to do with me. First of all, I was looking ridiculous, by the way. I was wearing these big pink MC Hammer pants in Mbare, and people were like, what the heck is she doing here? <laughs> We did a makeover in Bari. It was the best thing that ever happened. Wow. They appreciated it. And this woman said, I'm never going to take this off. And I said, no, 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 these products, I'll leave you products. She goes, I want to pay for it. Do you know everything changed for me at that moment? Hmm. I remember crying because I remember thinking to myself, she's not going to be able to afford this. This is why I turned around said to my husband, okay, we're back. What we're going to do is we're going to look for um, a cheaper uh, container, because really it's all about the container. We're going to find a chemist. We're going to do this cheaply by looking for a cheaper container and not compromising the product itself. So we went to a different company. We tried to brand again. And guess what they said? We cannot make makeup for Africa. We just have to make this makeup. You have to take it there. And that's when I started looking for a chemist. I didn't have money. I didn't have money at all. I started praying about this. And I said, I need a chemist. So I came across a chemist and I said to him, I said, Peter, I don't have money, but you're about to make a foundation for Africa, especially for Zimbabwe. You know what he said? Mm. Okay. Wow. And he said, you'll pay me in payments. He's been my chemist. It's taken forever to come up with the right formula for the foundation and everything else is made for Zimbabwe. And that's when I came back and I said, all right, people, we're going to relaunch. And the Zimbabwean women are like, we're here. Let's do this. They're the ones that have made me. Fascinating. Borodil Brook rejects you. Yep. Mbari embraces you. Amazing. What's the lesson there? The lesson for me was people who you think are not going to, who you are like, they're really not going to embrace me and they're not going to be able to afford me. You'll be surprised. People invest in you. There's something about somebody who is in Bari, Kambuzuma. Those are my clients, eh? Yes, the brook still comes, mm -hmm. but the brook travels. You know, the brook still comes, but people that have money, guess what they do? People that have money want to show other people that they have money. But, but is, is it... it Push back, if you may. Mm. Is it not because Borodil Brook wants uh, Esther Lodo and, and all those kind of stuff? Yes, because... They, they look down any stuff that's made by Zimbabwean? 100%. Do you know why? Because we've been told by white people that if it's not white, it ain't right. We've been told if you've made it, you need to come into my house and you need to see every other designer but the Zimbabwean designer. It's the colonization. Isn't that sad? It is. But guess what, though? I really believe in hope because it's people like myself and other people that are coming in strong and saying, I want you to do the comparisons. And it's the people in Kambuzuma and everywhere else right now, you know, it's so amazing that I love. The brand has changed how everybody's looking. You can put someone here from Bari, you can put someone here from Kampuzuma, you can put somebody here from Borodal. But let me tell you something, when they mm. have makeup, mm. you don't see none of that stuff.
everybody is coming and saying, what you got? <laughs> what you got? We're going to stop there and take uh, another break. When we come back, yes. I want us to go through your line of products, okay. your range of products. Mm -hmm. um, so please don't go away. Um, join us on the other side. I wanted a product that was going to adjust to our climate. No other makeup line was doing that. Welcome back to our conversation with Jackie Mgido, celebrity makeup artist, stylist, and chief executive officer of Vault Cosmetics and Jackie Mgido Cosmetics. So you've finally decided mm. that after all that fear, overcome your insecurities and circumstances force you to make your own product. Yep. Isn't that amazing? It is. I, I want us to dwell there mm. for just a minute, mm -hmm. second actually, because for me, my testimony has always been that uh, God deals with us in an amazing way. Mm -hmm. The way he guides our, our paths and our way to our purpose. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's so uncomfortable. You almost gave up. You went to Mbari. Mm -hmm. You are uncomfortable. You wanted to brand other people's products. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but God wanted something else from you. God wanted you. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? So you find a chemist. So I find a chemist yeah. who believes in me. And he said, what is this all about? And I said, for me, it's about climate. Right? It's about climate, it's about pigment. What are those two things? I wanted a product that was going to adjust to our climate. No other makeup line was doing that. Right? And I also wanted a makeup line that was also going to help us with our pigment. Remember, I was obsessed with being light. Yeah. Didn't like my own skin color. Yeah. If you're dark, wakashiba, you're not beautiful. And the frustration also of working for white lines that didn't carry our color. I used to spend time mixing different products and selling it to customers. That's why I became a good salesperson, because I'd be like, you need these two things in order for you to look like this, right? So I used to buy that. So I said to my chemist, I want a product that is climatically adjust adjustable. Mm -hmm. I want a product that is safe, right? I don't want a product where I am going in and saying this is great and then all of a sudden it's affecting us mm. as our people. Side effects. I want a, climb, a, a product that is affordable. And I have to tell you, the, the testimony with the, with, the, with the product that's affordable has also gotten me into trouble as a mm. business person, mm. right? Because I'm not a businesswoman. I'm a makeup artist. I'm an artist that wants to come in, give you the product and get out of here. So our foundation, right, adjust to climate, has a lot of pigment. I wanted people to say, I'm wearing me. Because this is the thing with makeup. It's not about changing who you are. So you've made this thing up. Yes. The contents of this are made by Jay Kim Guido and Mr. And my, Guido. Uh -huh, and my chemist. Your chemist. Right? I come in and say to my chemist, I have the expertise. I'm out there and I'm putting this product on people. I want it to work. 
One of the biggest things is a lot of women don't really like their skin color. It's not that they want to be white. It's because nobody has said, I have a product that matches you and it's going to make you look great. It's all about enhancing the features because a lot of people think that makeup is supposed to change you. Makeup is not supposed to change you. You're supposed to be recognizable, but you're supposed to be recognizable by showing your features because this is the thing. Again, everybody wants to be noticed, right? When you are darker, people don't really see your eyes. They don't see your lips. They don't see your pop. This is where color comes in, mm. right? So foundation, we've got there. What foundation, next? lips, mm -hmm. colors, right? We told your lips are too big and you can't show how big your lips are. Can I tell you a story about my lips? Yes, tell me a so, story about um, the lips. Some, some, I'm, I've got very strong views and some people don't like me because of my views. Okay. So this woman on Twitter says, Zimuromo. <laughs> That's what people say. Yeah. Right? Zimuromo. I'm like, okay, those are my lips. I mean, what do I do? Talk this is God. what God gave me. Take it up with I can't God. change it. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, so again, Zimuromo, right? We've been told that our lips are too big and yet people are putting chemicals so their lips can look bigger. So for me, because we were colonized by the British, right? The British are like, you need to be conservative. You can't show yourself off. And my dad hated red lips because he said that was for women of the night, you know? And, and, and for me, I was like, no, it's about color. We need to bring color. So this is where this I started is, introducing color. I was mm. the first person who started introducing purple lips. Why not? Why can't you wear purple? And they're beautiful. And they're beautiful. And they're gorgeous. Why can't you wear a red lip? I'm yeah. wearing a red lip. Do I look like I'm about to sell myself? No. no it's Zimuromo is looking beautiful. Zimuromo, I'm <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we have our powders that sets the foundation because a lot of people don't understand that you can't just put on foundation. It's in a cream form, right? So you have to set it in so it stays the whole day because it's really hot. So I wanted different powders that adjusted to that. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, the powders had to also been safe. So our eyes, oh my gosh, I believe we're You the put this one on me, didn't, didn't yes, you? Yes, I put that on you. Yeah. That was a no shine powder. Okay. Your makeup artist did your makeup and we're like, let's go ahead, Kudzi. We need to put powder to set it so it's not so shiny, right? Shiny is okay, but you need a little bit shiny. I saw the, the, the one that caught my attention oh, is yes. the um, eyebrow 24-hour oh thingy. Let me tell you something. Yeah. First of all, I love the fact that you just said that. Right. Let me tell you why. So, my aunt, Auntie Olivia, loved makeup, right? So, she used to take off all her eyebrows and then she used to put these black lines in, right? As a kid, I used to watch my aunts and everybody do that. And I understood what it was because when your eyebrows are thick, they're kind of all over the place. And eyebrows really is what is the expression on the face. So sometimes somebody can be really upset, but they're not upset. It's all about the eyebrows and how you put it. Somebody can be surprised and perplexed. It's not about that they're surprised and perplexed. It's because of the eyebrows. So I came in and said, you know what? We need to be able to groom the brows by threading. Yeah. And then because my brows never used to stay on, I would hug people and be afraid, afraid to hug them because I was like, what if I leave my eyebrow on their mm, shoulder? Mm. So the 24 eyebrow pen came up. You know, you put it on and it stays yeah. on for 24 hours. This is it. I know. Eyebrows are the biggest things for us. And then you went further with that because you said people said uh, they, they couldn't hold. Yes. Um, what, what, do you have the product there? Yes, we have, we have a cream, but uh -huh. this is what happened with the cream. So I had the cream, but everybody loved the pencil, 
right? We had to have something affordable, especially for where? For Maimbare, Kambazuma, and all the people that couldn't afford it, right? There were pencils out there that were being sold that have a lot of lead. If anybody knows what lead yeah. does, lead affects the, it actually affects the brain, right? So, which brings us to when I said everybody needs a trade. Yeah. I thought about it and I said, look, it'll be expensive for women to have this whole thing and start going out there and selling it. Why not have a pencil? This pencil is $2. Yeah, this whole pencil changes your life, right? You get your eyebrows threaded, right? Which is a string, yeah. no more razors. Yeah. So we have these women that are coming in and I was like, look, you're gonna start your own bar, right? Epworth is where we started and where we're starting and we're doing it right now. I'm so excited about this. So the women have their little bar, they're learning how to thread. They're gonna go out there. It's a little business. It's a little business. I give them a whole box of pencils. They sell this pencil, right? Because we give them a wholesale. They've made a dollar. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, they've made their business mm. and lost them. Wow. They have a trade. You're empowering women. 100%. Mm. It's all about empowering mm. I, you know, more than 200 makeup artists have passed through Vault Cosmetics. They've come in, you know, we have a, we have a tendency as a culture, mm. right, to come in, sit there for two seconds and be like, I'm just as good as the owner. I'm going to start my own thing. <laughs> Before you go through the process. Before you learn. I've been doing this for years. You can't just come in and take a class for a month and become a makeup artist. That's not how it goes. I understood this. So you know what I decided to do? I actually decided, you know, recently to make my studio a learning ground. Mm -hmm. You come in. You know, you come in for eight months with me, you, you do an internship, you... Is that the, the Vault Academy yes. makeup? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is, doing, is this what you're doing in... Um... We're doing it now here. Okay. And um, in Zimbabwe, they come in, eight months they're with me, we pay for their transport, you come and learn, we teach you marketing, they get in-house training by having real customers come in, and we show what we've been doing throughout the eight months. Some people stay, some people go and start their own things. And I become a mentor because I understood that Zimbabweans are natural entrepreneurs. And being in Zimbabwe, you need 10,000 jobs to make it, right? So instead of me being upset at like, oh, they're coming in and leaving, I said, let's just make this into a training ground. And that's what we've been doing. Wow. That must be rewarding. Oh, my God. Mm. I mean, I have one of my girls here already, Jillian, and I have the other girls at the store. It's very rewarding because to see where they are in the beginning and then to see them flourishing and teaching other women. They're the ones right now that are training these 10 girls. So you have ambassadors out there. Oh my God. I have so many ambassadors out there. It's, it's amazing. I have so many ambassadors. What's the next, next big thing for Jackie? Woo. What's the, the next big thing? The next big thing for Jackie is to spread the brand, get us to love us. But my biggest thing is to empower women to do her own thing. I want to spread that. You know, um, we're in Kenya as well. You know, um, right before COVID, you know, everything was really big. Right now we're trying to get back into Kenya as well. We sell our products online. Um, I saw that quite, quite a lot of places, yeah. uh, Dubai we, and, and, mm -hmm. and all those kind of places. We want to kill it in the States. But my biggest thing is to actually start a real school here for special effects and get people internationally to come to Zimbabwe. That's my biggest thing. So, shall we go to the special effects? Sure. And, and um, you, 
you've done makeup for movies mm-hmm. um, like um, Real Skinny. You've done makeup for mm-hmm. Bill Cosby. Far mm-hmm. from uh, finished. Um, and you say you love working for movies and uh, uh, movies and, 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 and TV. Talk to us as briefly as possible. Sure. What that what that entails and and it's a, it, what it looks like to the world. Okay, so for example, I'm a head department for um, most of the shows on Food Network, right? I love film, film is great, but Food Network has really changed my life. I work with a lot of celebrity chefs, and most of the shows that you watch, I'm the head department, right? So the baking shows, the competition shows, and um, all those things entail me, they give me a budget. These are million dollar shows, million dollar shows, right? So. As the head department, I need to make it work. Mm -hmm. I'm spending production money. So people come in and I have to make sure everything's on point. We do a show called Halloween Baking Championship. Mm -hmm. They come to me with a concept and they say, listen, the people are going to be making these type of cakes. We want the judges to look a certain way. I have to come up with the concept. We need to come up with the budget. And then we need to make it look like reality. Wow. And that's that's film as well. Mm. You know, films is millions of dollars. So is, is there now more focused on reality TV, like cooking shows and... and, and yes. I mean, the chefs right now are the celebrities. Yeah. I'm, I'm bringing uh, one of my chefs, I'm going to bring her. She chose Carla to Hall to, to come to Zimbabwe. We, she's coming in next month. We're so excited. And th- she's coming in to, to not to change how we cook. She's coming in to love our food mm. by showing us. You, I mean, this must be... You're a mother. Mm-hmm. You're a, you're a wife. Yes. You are a sister. Mm-hmm. You are an aunt to somebody. Yes. You are an entrepreneur. Yes. How do you juggle those balls and find time to? Um, one day at a time. One day at a time. I've been married. We're going to our, on to our 30th year. Congratulations. Got a, got a 16-year-old. You know, his name is Kitani, and I've got Munya. How do I juggle that? I don't juggle it. First, it's God. Then it's my family. It's my friends. Everybody keeps me focused. Got so many people that are looking out for me. So many people that love me. And an amazing husband. My husband is a rock What's his name, star. by the way? Kitani. Kitani. Mm-hmm. He's mm. a rock star. Mm. He's is patient. he American or Zimbabwean? He's half Zimbabwean, half American. Went to university, UZ. So he could considers himself as middle ground. Mm-hmm. And you went to... Um uh, Evelyn, did you? I went to Queen Elizabeth. I went Queen to Belvedere Elizabeth. School. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth School. And then I went to Evelyn in Bulawayo. Mm-hmm. And um, the, what, when you look at your life now, mm-hmm. what's the thing that surprises you most about where you are? My brain that I neglected and thought I wasn't smart enough. <laughs> mm. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yep. The very thing that I was told that um, that you don't have. You're not good enough. You're, good enough. You're dull. You're dull. <laughs> <laughs> that um, has been my biggest thing. You know? Yeah. Shall we take a break and uh, wipe away those tears or you're good? I'm okay with tears. <laughs> You know why I'm okay it, it, with tears? Because yeah. I think that a lot of times we're not allowed to be emotional. Mm. You, know, you know the thing that you've just touched on? How many of us, Jackie, out there are laboring to please the world? Oh. 
So many of us are and, and forgetting, forgetting is not the right word, but not being in touch with who we are mm -hmm. and what God has created us for. You know, um, when you stopped playing to the gallery at Borodil Brook, yeah. you came into your own, didn't you? Oh, totally came into my own. But that's, that's the Zimbabwean woman and, 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 and my family. I mean, you should see, man. I mean, the, the, when we did our event, there was a woman that came all the way from Bari. She came to support and she said, you know what, Jackie, you gave me something whenever and I want to give back right and i looked and i was like wow and again it's my mom and i have the most amazing sisters shall we name them like i want to say if i forget one person i will say the muchanuka sisters are rock stars the nkomo family which is my mom's family they man they looked after me like no other business then my friends who I consider my families, my, my Volt family, I mean, I'm blessed, man. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Well, what advice do you have for somebody going through that difficulty of connecting with who they are mm. and finding it easy to play to the gallery mm -hmm rather than ex manifesting who they are? I think they have to feel it. Okay. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to be insecure. It's okay to be insecure, right? Because once you admit that to yourself, then it's okay. Then it's time to find people out there that love you. And it's okay to tell somebody else that I'm not doing okay, mm. right? And it's okay to pray and ask God to really surround you with people that are good for you. Because, mm. you know, I hear this all the time. Not everybody has intentions, good intentions for you. But really, it's probably like one person that doesn't have a good intention for you. But you're so paranoid on that one person that you think it's everybody. For the most part, I think people are good. Mm. I believe that. You said something, you say something which, um, which I absolutely love. And that is, everything on your face has a personality. Everything on your face has a personality. Everything. Love yourself. Yes. Show it off. Show it off. You know what? I really believe, right? Men, women, everybody should look at themselves in the mirror every single day. Right? Spend a couple of minutes for yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror every day. Gratitude is very important. Very, very important. So for women, we're lucky enough that when we put on our eyeshadow, you know, that time when you're like, man, my eyes are just horrible. And then all of a sudden you put a little makeup, you're like, you know what? I'm kind of cute. Kind of cute. Kind of love my look. The, the, the one thing that I encourage people to do is um, get up every morning, look at the mirror, mm -hmm. and smile, mm -hmm. and feel the sensation. Oh my gosh. And do the opposite. Mm -hmm. Look at the mirror and frown. And oh, feel I like the sensation. That. Ooh, I love okay. the sensation. What does that mean? Mm. Happiness is a choice. It really is. And let me tell you, it's hard. It's, you know, it's harder to be happy than sad because it's very easy to walk the cup in the morning. So on my Instagram and on my Facebook and stuff, I, I do a lot of things that are very uncomfortable for other people and that, you know, and uncomfortable for me because I want to show people that I'm the real person. So I work out a lot. And the people that I'm working, when I'm, people see me working out, we work out together, right? And um, I try 
and be really positive. Because at the end of the day, I say to myself, I want to smile at somebody else because if I smile at somebody else, I'm reminding myself that I need to smile. And also complimenting somebody makes a really big change because when you're complimenting somebody, you're complimenting yourself. Wow, beautiful, beautiful talking to you. The other thing that I love about what you say is what? Makeup is a feeling? Yes, makeup is a feeling. It really is. It's a feeling. You know, when, when you all make... For me, I used to watch Wonder Woman. If you watch Wonder if you're old. Yeah, long back, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, do, I'll make an example. When you wear your suit and you're going to somewhere very important, you have a suit. For us women, when we wear our makeup, there's something that happens. You yeah. know, everybody that comes into my store is sitting like this. When they wear their makeup, they're like this. Mm. Confidence comes back. Confidence comes back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jackie, it's been beautiful talking to you, but I'm not going to let you go because I want us to talk books. Okay, do you, do yes. you read books? Yes, uh, I do. Jackie? I okay. mostly put them and I listen to them when I do my 21,000 okay. steps. Shall we share the books that you've read, read with your yes. with the viewers out there? At least three books that um, you've read? Newton Message is amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I read that when I was 20 and I sometimes read Do you know who wrote it? it? Do you remember who wrote it? I don't it? remember who It's okay. Wrote. I also forget uh, authors. I'm into biographies a lot. Everybody needs to get Michelle Obama's mm, okay. biography. Is okay. that uh, the light within or the, or the biography? The yeah. biography yeah. Okay. is really good. Becoming. 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 Yeah. Becoming yeah. is just... I read it four years ago. And uh, interestingly, it's one book that uh, my wife was reading has mm -hmm. and I was reading mine and we're comparing notes. Beautiful book. What mm -hmm. other book shall we read? So I'm reading Mary Kay right now. My sister Bessie, who is one of my biggest fans and also my accountability partner, mm -hmm. She, say, she told me to read Mary Kay's story. Mary Kay was this woman that had this big um, uh, business in makeup and she started from the bottom and now she's from the top. And reading that, just helping me to be a businesswoman and also showing me how I can expand myself. Mm -hmm. So every woman, man and woman, should definitely read that because she came from a humble beginning. So it's a Mary Kay, Mary Kay, Mary Kay story. Thank you so much. You. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You've inspired me, and I suspect you've inspired a lot of people oh out God, there. We're you. proud of you. Thank you. We're proud of what thank you're you. doing. And you know, proud of you too. Ah, thank you. You know, I, 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 I must emphasize this that for me, the joy of this show is sitting across people like you, people who make real things, people who have the potential, and indeed, like you're doing to create jobs. Mm. You are empowering women in Epworth. I mean, that's amazing. You're touching other people with what God has given you. And that's beautiful. So um, we're watching you, gal. We wish you nothing but the best. Keep on shining the flag. And uh, if you think that we need to update our viewers, come back to us and let us know what you're doing. <laughs> I right. definitely want right. to do that. And I just want the world to know that you're so kind. And you know how I saw that? How? Because you constantly ask your team if they're okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Allow me now to tend to our viewers, uh, Jackie. Our viewers are all over the world. Um, I was just sharing with Jackie that we're now on, excited, we're on 6.6 .6 million views 
uh, from all over the world. We are sitting on 44,000 subscribers. Keep on subscribing, keep on sharing. We see your uh, suggestions of the people that we want to sit where Jackie is sitting right now, and we, we follow your comments. Remember, we have created a whole website where all our content sits, and we've created podcasts uh, for your listening pleasure. Go to our website and click there uh, to listen to all the conversations that we've had over the past uh, three or so years. Remember, we are a weekly show. We are out on uh, YouTube. Um, 7 a.m. Central African time every Monday. So don't miss out. Remember to subscribe, to like, and to share. Until next time, cheers to you all.